Rick Madison and Scott Lanigan, chair of Central Okanagan Journey Home Society, delve into the problems surrounding Kelowna's homelessness issue and interview community stakeholders to discover possible solutions. Hi, this is Rick with uh, Scott Lanigan, and we're here with Phil Watman, Kelowna Gospel Mission Manager, Two Locations. Yep. Welcome. Thank you. And Phil, we should note for our vast listening audience that it's Phil with a double L. Am I correct about that? Yes, there are two L's. Was there ever a question with your family of like, why the double L? I do not know where that comes from. Wow. That just means you're unique, right, Rick? Well, actually, my legal spelling is R-I-Q-U-E. Wow. Yeah. No, it isn't. It isn't. I'm just 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 making stuff up right now. Um, So anyway, we wanted to dive in because, uh, you know, Gospel Mission is, of course, probably excellent branding, by the way. Um, A lot of people know about Kelowna Gospel Mission. And so let's talk a bit about um, what do you do as as manager? You have two locations, uh, Doyle, Leon. Let's talk about a bit. Let's talk about a typical day for you, Phil. Oh, there, there never is a typical day at the gospel mission. I mean, uh, for myself, you know, it's trying to plan ahead, trying to um, make the the service that we provide better for the people there. Um, but I'm also dealing with the small emergencies that happen throughout the day, and so I go in between. Usually, I try to spend one day at one location, another day at the other locations. But sometimes I'm going between the two, uh, depending on what is needed at which shelter. Okay. Can you maybe put a face to, um, and it doesn't have to be a specific, but let's let's use a, a name, uh, Bob, and and let's just say, uh, give me a, give an idea of, of who Bob is for the listening public. They, you know, you obviously have interactions every day. Give me a picture of 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 a Bob. All right, so there's there's several Bobs because we got Bob at Leon, we got Bob at Doyle, and then we got Bob on Outreach. Um, and so with Leon, since uh, COVID started, we had to close our services uh, to the general pu- public. And so before COVID, we'd be getting all the Bobs, uh, but now we just have Bobs of Leon, um, which are, you know, sometimes older gentlemen, um, um, younger gentlemen that are going through a hard time, but uh, they're, you know, trying to settle on their feet and have that quiet time. And so when we closed down to the public at Leon, it became this kind of this home for them, where before it was a drop-in center and it would just be like a lot of people coming in and out and some people just, um, yeah sleeping on a table because they've been up for three days and um and then there's bob and bobette at doyle because we're a co-ed shelter there and so um uh, they we have a ops there and so it's it's what does ops stand for uh overdose prevention site um so it's kind of like this progression where you know someone in more entranced in addiction right they would probably go more to doyle because you know they want to be safe in their use until they're ready to either go to detox or or go to you know maybe freedom's door or or go go to treatment or go into uh low barrier housing i I guess you would say and then some you know they would go from detox to leon where it's a little bit more stable and so um and doyle is fun it's a little bit 
louder, but again, being close to the public, it's still kind of a, a home uh, for those that are staying there. And then there's Bob of, of Outreach, and so we have uh, our outreach t uh, team that goes out to kind of that uh, tent location. And so it's, um, again, people that um, may not want to be in in any type of sheltering situation because maybe they have anxiety. Um, I mean, even with uh, the recent news of, you know, residential schools, there there could be a person that doesn't want to be in this kind of idea of institution. And so that's the different bobs, I guess you could say. Uh, when it comes to uh, your assessment from, uh, you know, a gospel missions perspective, so uh, an individual comes, we'll use that name, Bob, and they, they come and see you, are you then going, hey, uh, you know, as we have assessed on the street, uh, we, we would love to direct you to Leon or Doyle or such? Is How does that work for you guys? Uh, yeah, Joanne, who's uh, kind of the manager of the outreach team, uh, she tries to connect uh, people to the proper resources that they need, whether it's just urban outreach, um, whether it's going to the Friendship Center, uh, so um, whether it's going to Doyle, uh, whether it is... Um, going to Leon or, or directly to housing. I mean, she's done that where she does this. They call it VATS. It's a vulnerable assessment tool. And so it kind of prioritizes people into, you know, the stable housing, not just shelter, but um, supportive housing. And so she'll get con people connected to that or, you know, maybe connected back to their family in another town. So the the Doyle particularly, you... I know you've received some criticism, uh, you know, the, the people around that live around there, the businesses around there. What do you hear most often? Like, what do you hear most often as far as criticism of, of, of the Doyle location especially? Um, I'm not too sure about criticism, more about concerns. Um, because the Doyle shelter is, you know, I wouldn't say more low barrier, but it, it does uh, serve a population that is more kind of in and out, right? And so, you know, we've had issues with fireworks, I guess, uh, that made the news. And so um, what we try to do is we try to be good neighbors. Um, we try to step into, we have a peer employment program where we have uh, individuals that stay at our shelter that want to work. And so we give them two hours of work. They say, you know, these are the potential jobs you have. And one of them is cleaning up around the area. And so we also try to connect uh, with, uh, we have a security guard company and we say, hey, if you're, you're passing by different things and there's garbage there or needles, they pick it up. And so it's, again, continuing that communication with the people around us. Um, and it's not always us doing it, too, because, you know, there's there's people that don't stay inside of our shelter that drop by and visit with people inside the shelter. So so what what would you um, what would people do if if those if the if the Kelowna Gospel Mission did not exist like, what, what would life in Kelowna look like without the Kelowna Gospel Mission? Just for a second, take me there. Uh, you'd have a lot more tents. Um, they have, people need a place to sleep. Um, and so whether it's indoors or outdoors, I mean, it's, it's going to be somewhere. I mean, way back before we had that location where there was a place where they could sleep with their tents, it was all down Leon. And that that was bad i mean we our staff were pulling people out of tents uh, to protect them from uh, to do overdose prevention where they're they're giving them narcan and it was you, you would have to like maybe double or triple that 
at some street. Because if, if you think about it, we have Doyle now. Uh, we still have Cornerstone. We have our shelter. We have um, uh, the Richter shelter. Uh, we have AG House, uh, which serves women. And so, yeah, you'd have all that. And there would be people with nothing. Now, Phil, I wonder, you know, some individuals in in whether it's looking at Doyle or maybe they just walk downtown on a weekend and they do that throughout the summer and uh, there's an idea that hey you know we're dealing with new people all the time feeding into the system um, because you know Cologne is hot and then people are coming here to to get shelter or to get assistance and you know there's just always this influx of individuals doing it in your experience with uh, Kelowna Gospel Mission, uh, you know, are those individuals the same year after year? Do you get a lot of transients? How, what, what would kind of that look like? Um, so working at the gospel for, you know, or roughly 13 years, I will see the same person come and go. Um, so with kind of the seasonal, uh, back in the day, that would be a case. We would have low numbers during the wintertime, Christmas, everyone's going to their families or, and we'd maybe have, you know, 40 guys at our shelter. And I think it was, uh, 50 at 50 or 60 at the time. And then, you know, probably five years ago that stopped. It was just steady, steady, steady. And so, yes, it is seasonal where we, we do have people that come in from other places and, and want to enjoy the Kelowna weather. What percentage of, of clientele would that be? Oh, that, that would be hard to say. Um, yeah, I wouldn't know. Um, just wanted to, uh, to say thank you to the people that are listening to this podcast because, uh, you know, if you're listening, it means you're interested, you want to educate yourself, and you want to help better understand this complex, complex issue, which is homelessness. So uh, thank you again. Phil, I have a question for you. So a number of times, you know, business people often ask, why, why can't we put the gospel mission in an industrial area? Like, why can't we put it away from, from downtown? Why can't we move it away? So can you just touch on that and, and just give us uh, an overview of why the, the locations are where they are? The reason why the locations are where they are is because the, the services that they need are there. So Kelowna Gospel Mission, we are a service of having a place to sleep. Well, then you have Outreach Urban Health. You have the uh, Friendship Society. You have Brain Trust. You have uh, um, um, Kelowna Mental Health. And so those are all in a, in a certain area. And so if you you know you go off into the wilderness somewhere, I, I don't think people would, would go there. It has to be some some place that is easy for them to access the services that they need. So you're saying with the amount of, of outreach centers, um, wraparound services, yeah. if we had them anywhere else, it just wouldn't, like it needs to be, there needs to be a congestion with those services in order to make, to make it all work. Is that what you're saying? I, I guess so. You know, that's one of the reasons why um, it's, it's just core to the, the things that they need. And so, you know, having to go, you know, to the other side of town for a different service, I mean, you're walking there. It's already bad enough with traffic. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you uh, had uh, an executive director, Randy, who was there for many years, and there's a new executive director, Carmen Rempel. What what does kind of the next five years look like for Kelowna Gospel Mission? Or the next, You don't even have to go that far out. I know we've been in the middle of COVID, but in the next couple of years, what, what's kind of the vision for your organization? 
Well, with Carmen at the wheel, you know, she she moves at a really high pace and she's a go-getter and we, we really enjoy having her on our team. Um, you know, um, our outreach team has expanded. You know, we have this, uh, this more of a food services. We have a new van. And so I think that's one of the, um, the services that I really take a heart to because it meets people at the street level and trying to connect them into the proper resources. Um, and again, you know, I, I don't know how much I can say um, regarding what we're doing, but you oh, know, there's like insider information. Oh, there's this always there's exciting. always insider information. Um, you know, but as long as we're reaching people where they're at and reaching the people that society um, don't necessarily f- include, as long as we're doing that, that that's all I want to be a part of. So I have a. I was, I think, downtown yesterday, and I saw an outreach, the outreach van show up. Uh, the fellow was was there with his bicycle and his belongings, and and what I really, I, I couldn't overhear what the conversation was, but you could tell uh, a gentle moment was taking place, and it was just so gratifying to see where the van stopped. You know, they gave him some food, they chatted for a little while, and and the smile on his face told me that that interaction was was hugely helpful. So, is that what they're? I mean, obviously, there's not. You can't train people to be kind, but it seems like that crew you have are just, you know, they're they're outstanding. Yes, I would agree. The crew that we have outstanding. I mean, I'm thinking of one of our outreach workers, Trevor. He's been around probably as long as me or longer. And so, you know, to be in mission work, you, you have to have that heart. Otherwise, you just, you get burnt out. And so, yeah, there we, we got a bunch of good people. So uh, one last, sorry, Scott, we'll, we'll come to your question in a second. Cause, uh, did I raise my hand? Yeah, you, you kind of did. Maybe, I didn't even know I did that. Yeah, I know. But I feel like I have to in this podcast. I can podcast. raise my hand too. Yeah, I just felt like, listen, it's, I'll tell you off the record really what it's like. Uh, and please speak slower for Scott's sake. Um, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind just touching on Harmony House and just... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard of it. I, I've I tried to... Uh, you know, educate myself, but just give me an overview and for the listeners of what Harmony House is as well. So Harmony House is more of a supportive housing um, that's run by Nancy. And again, it's kind of, you know, um, it's for women and it's, you know, it's trying to create a clean, sober environment for them. Uh, you know, they do a little bit of courses to kind of, you know, for, you know, emotional intelligence and, and that kind of stuff and help, you know, build the, uh, the, the lady up to uh, where they can potentially move to. There's, uh, you know, even a, s- a second or third house. I, I don't, Carmen's just, she, she's crazy. She's got a lot of stuff going. And so, you know, moving them into... Um, more independent living and so you know again it's this progression of a continuum of care um so it 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 is a dry facility so someone has to be sober uh to use that um and uh yeah how many clients would they serve a harmony house oh i think they probably have around 20 women don't Mm -hmm. quote me on that um but uh it's basically a house and it has uh different rooms and yeah. 
I really, uh, you know, Rick, you, you noted this, the compassionate care the uh, outreach team was giving as far as uh, the, the, the mission team. And I, you know, I'm sensing a larger understanding from a compassionate level in our community in general. So like last weekend, I was dropping my daughter off downtown for work. And uh, we happened to be a little early, so we were driving around a bit and uh, went down Recreation Avenue, and I saw an individual in obvious duress, and and uh, they weren't properly clothed in any form or fashion, and uh, seemed to be wandering down the street quite um, irregularly. And so my daughter, who's 16, was was quite over t- overwhelmed by it, and she just said, "Hey, Dad, we have to help." And so. Uh, I know we've got the PAC team in, in, in Kelowna, which if it's if, if individuals don't know what that is, it, it partners a registered psychiatric nurse with a police officer to respond to situations like of this nature. And so I called the non-emergency line of, of 911. And the response I got was incredible. I was so impressed with from dispatch to um, the actual um, responsive awareness the the dispatcher had towards hey this is who I'm going to call and this is why uh, within a, two minutes I got a call from an uh, acting officer who just said hey help me understand what's going on here and they executed and they responded with an ambulance and 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 this team and I I just thought you know what none of them were like uh we'll get to it when we get to it or oh just one of them on recreation ambulance oh, was at that ten city nothing they were just completely willing to step into the gap and I really feel like you know from gospel to to you know Mark Burley who we talked from Downtown Cologne Association to uh, you know Cologne Gospel Mission that that it, it, that infrastructure of compassion will take us so much farther down the field than just a write off or an, an ignoring of the situation. Mm-hmm. No, I I was talking to Darren Call, a city's uh, safety director, and he. He mentioned the caseload that the RCMP is currently under. So it's it's gratifying to hear those stories because, I mean, I know that their caseload is so high and I know they're doing, you know, everything they can and often they're overwhelmed. So the fact that they actually treated that with the, the kindness and respect that deserved is, is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, just to close off, Phil, I, I have one question for you, which is... You've Didn't been- Rick already say that? Didn't he already say, like... Five minutes ago, just to close off, I have one more question. And then, I'm not saying your age is having something to do with this, but it, your age might have something to do with this. What what gets better with age? Wine and Rick. Okay, Mr. <laughs> Rick. <laughs> um, my question to you, Phil, is, is you've been doing this for a long time. Clearly, you are a passionate individual about the outcome for these people. So why do you do what you do? Like what what is what is driving you towards you know? Because obviously this is not an easy job. What drives me? I mean, part of it is my faith background, um, and just uh, I, I took a master's in divinity while I was going to um, while I was working, and everything I, I kind of you know took from my studies, it had this kind of this link to the poor. And so for me, you know, you read something, you enjoy it, right? You know, I, I enjoyed the nerdy stuff, the theology. And then it's like at the end, you go, well, what are you going to do, Phil? What are you going to do? And, uh, you know, the next part is is legacy. You're going to get a bunch of people going, hey, that guy, you know, I walk downtown. I got, hey, which you wouldn't get those haze from those people. Um, I, I you know, I parked my car, I stopped by, there was an individual, he has a loss of service from our, our organization, but he's talking to me, we're friendly, and, you know, 
as long as we we do it with compassion and integrity respect you know these these people they love on you mm-hmm. uh, i mean i uh i can f- i can feel the fact that you you've clearly made a difference so i want to thank you for for your work well thank you and uh, Scott, I, I don't have the words. Really. I think he wants to thank me. He's just doing it silently, which I, I just feel the vibes coming through. Rick over there. And Rick, we can't forget our new segment. The, we're gonna viewer feedback segment. We uh, we would love if our viewers had or listeners had some questions and they want to kind of send them in. Uh, you know, maybe you've got a topic or uh, or an item or an individual you'd love to hear from. I'm sure we would be glad to kind of receive those and. Uh, what's your email address, Rick? Well, I, I thought we exhausted between your grandmother, <laughs> my sister, and the and, and the two other. No, uh, yeah, that would be great, and we would love to get the feedback because yeah. uh, you know I think Scott will read into that. And, and I will. Uh, I'll take them, and then we'll listen. And if we have a viewer question or a listener question, we will gladly answer that question. Like maybe about the Calgary Flames, or like who are they going to keep? Who are they going to trade? You know that kind of thing. <laughs> well, I do think uh, they. They're going to keep the whole team because it's great. But um, I do think that we do uh, want to know who else to put in the chair yeah, uh, for the podcast chair. And, and uh, again, dive deeper into this complex issue because mm. it's a big one. So yes, thank you again, is. Phil. Yeah, I appreciate you. your time today. Thank you for listening in on the Homeless in Kelowna podcast. If you have feedback, reach out to us via email, rick at tempestmedia.net.